there. My name is Cara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body and soul, all the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. Season four is brought to you by the sponsor Hunter and Gather. These guys, you know I love them, but I am bringing you an even better offer this season with 20% discount code across all their product range. Personally, I'd like to recommend the MCT oil because it's a brand new product, very exciting, and you can use it to make some amazing bulletproof coffees in order to kickstart your day in fat burning mode. So if you want to take advantage of their amazing offer, use the discount code KAREN20OFF at checkout over on their site only this time, hunterandgatherfood.com. And if you look at my show notes, there'll be T's and C's for you there too. Well, good day, fine people. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good middle of the night, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome to episode number 75 of the Building a Better Body podcast. This was supposed to come out a couple of hours ago, but I forgot that I hadn't recorded the intro so hi intro time (laughs) i'm super excited to bring you an interview i did a while back now with jamie sukru and he is behind the brand lean caffeine you know i love my coffee well maybe you don't because i don't often talk about it but i do i love my coffee deep rich flavors of coffee and it was so exciting to talk about what jamie is doing with his coffee brand um we talk about intermittent fasting we talk about bulletproof coffee all the good things about coffee i hope you enjoy the show guys thank you today on the show i am interviewing jamie sukru from lean caffeine now if you know me at all you'll know i'm quite the coffee fan when i'm at home i will be more often than not freshly grinding the beans rather than going for the instant option i've experimented with plenty of different types of beans over the years favoring more towards the dark roasts i just love that you know deep flavor i may be shunned from the world of professional coffee drinkers with that comment because i know the lighter blends are viewed as more sophisticated with their flavor notes but hey you like what you like so jimmy is the guy behind the brand as i say lean caffeine um, who I quote sell the world's cleanest coffee it is lab tested for pesticides and mycotoxins and recently I noticed that Jamie was being a little bit more active on social media and had shared a picture of my coffee from way back in January so this is why he is here to talk to us today I haven't done a podcast on coffee yet so I'm super excited to bring you guys one today so without further ado hey Jamie welcome to the show today hi Karen thank you thanks for uh interviewing me today you're very welcome thank you very much would you like to just dive right in and tell us a little bit about you and how your love of coffee came about yeah sure karen um so i don't you can probably um tell by the accent i was born in australia and grew up in australia so i don't know if people know but australians are like italians with their coffee (laughs) so it's a bit of a religion for us Aussies. Um, so if you've ever travelled out there, the, um, we don't really have many Starbucks. They sort of killed that off. Mm. Um, we have a lot of local sort of um, trendy coffee shops that pop up everywhere. Um, yeah, so I, funnily enough, I didn't actually get into coffee until uh, my second daughter was born. So I needed sort of a boost, um, <laughs> as we all do when we have kids. Um, and I started to get into it then. I didn't even drink tea. I didn't really drink many caffeinated beverages at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have the occasional coffee in Australia because, obviously, it was the thing to do. Um, and I liked it. 
Um, I just didn't drink it regularly. Um, and so, yeah, I started drinking it when I came to the UK. So we, I, I came to the UK most recently uh, in 2008. Our daughter was born in 2010, and I sort of um, started to get into it then. I think I was probably more averse to having coffee because back in the day, the reports about coffee were all sort of bad news. Mm. Um, and I've always been into health. Um, so I sort of avoided it. But more recently, that's all been shown to be um, not true. So, mm -hmm. so there's more and more studies coming out with the benefits of coffee. So that, that was the reason why I um, started to get into it. Right. Um, good. Um, I, as I was saying to you earlier, I've been to Australia twice and it was actually where my love of the long black came from myself and my partner. We're big fans <laughs> and we can get it here in a couple of different places. Just, just a couple knots, not everywhere, but I don't know if that's your vibe, the long black. Um, yeah, I'm not really into the milk thing. I mean, I do have it occasionally, but I treat it, uh, milk coffee more as like a, a dessert type thing. Cause I, I don't really have any sugar in my coffee. So um yeah i mean i do like a flat white that was you know mm. depending on who you speak to if you speak to the kiwis or the aussies they mm. both claim to have invented that um so that's sort of another one that i guess has made made it over here and has become more popular um yeah. recently but yeah so good. if you if you were to grab a, a coffee out and about where would you head to if, so if you're yeah. um yeah, if you were to grab a coffee out and about, where would you head to if it's not coming from your own beans? <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, so I'm lucky enough to live in a town with a local coffee roaster. So um, I live in Hertfordshire, which mm -hmm. is just sort of north of London, so about 20 miles north. Yeah. Um, we have a local coffee roaster here. Um, the only problem is the coffee that they serve in the coffee shop is not as good as the some of the other beans that they sell um, off, off the shelf. So... Yeah. So I'll normally go there if I'm in town. Um, mm -hmm. If I'm in London, I'll go to Taylor Street Baristas. Mm -hmm. uh, I like I like them. Um, they also formed the Harrison Hall, which is the ones that are uh, linked <coughs> linked to Tesco's. So if you go to these mega Tesco's, you'll have a Harrison Hall there. Oh yeah, uh, they're also good. Um, and also I like Pret. I like Pret a Manger oh, yes. too. Um, I'm like you. I like these sort of darker roasts. I like the chocolatey sort yeah. of Sumatran, Nicaraguan. Um, I don't like these acidic coffees, yeah, the, the ones that win all the points. I just don't. It's not my bag. So. I'm exactly the same. I literally can't even finish them. It just leaves a horrible taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's obviously coffee is a personal experience. So yeah. I don't want to sort of um, put people down like that. But, uh, yeah, it's just not to my taste. I prefer the chocolatey sort of dark um uh, darker coffees i like to taste the coffee coming through yeah um, for sure yeah, I, I agree yeah, but yeah um, like you say each to their own <laughs> yeah exactly so um but yeah obviously uh some people like that and obviously the judges like that mm -hmm. um they they seem to score those coffees pretty high so yeah i'm sure i'm sure most people don't think of this is to step it up a, a level the mold and pesticides when you go for your morning cup of coffee and uh i do apologize to anybody who's sitting down drinking a coffee night <laughs> hopefully i'm not <laughs> spoiling it for you Pe people <laughs> always say to me can you ruin food <laughs> and drink. um but i don't mean to i just want to educate um can you expand a little bit on that as as you know that yours is the cleanest coffee um what what sort of things do we need to keep in mind when we're talking about mold and pesticides? 
Yeah, sure, Karen. I mean, it's um, probably not something that you think about, like like what you said, but um, it's actually not the mould. So, so coffee obviously is a is a crop that's grown in uh, humid uh, countries. I mean, that's that's the ideal temperature for growing coffee. You have to have humidity. Um, it's in a sort of band around the world, like longitude and latitude, that you can grow coffee. You obviously can't grow coffee in the UK or or France or Italy, otherwise the Italians would have grown it before mm-hmm. before now. Um, so because it's grown in the humid um, climate, it's more prone to having mould. Um, now, it's not really the mould that's the problem, because when you roast coffee, that disappears anyway. It's the mould byproduct. So like when you're creating beer, for example, mm-hmm. or bread, and you put the yeast in, and the yeast eats the sugar, and in the case of beer, it creates the alcohol. Um, when the mould on coffee or the types of mould that, that eat coffee or eat the skin of the coffee, um, it produces this thing called mycotoxins. And there's about sort of, I don't know, three or four of these things. Um, some of them are worse for you than others. Um, and obviously I'm not saying every coffee has this. There's a, there's a, there's a small percentage of coffees that do have it. Yeah. Um, but the problem is most people don't know don't know which coffees have it um, until they get a headache. So you'll have you'll speak to some people and they'll say, look, I don't drink coffee because it gives me a headache. Um, and I was the same with some coffees from some of the high street chains. I used to get a, get a bit of a downer or a crash after it. So that was the reason why I started testing the coffees was uh, I read Dave Asprey's book on the Bulletproof Diet. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's quite sensitive to it. Obviously, not everyone's as sensitive as he he is, and um, I am to a varying degree. Like I can't eat mouldy cheeses. I can only eat cheddar and sort of hard cheeses. Mm. Otherwise, I get a bit of a brain fog, and you know, I'm not at my best. Sure. So I decided to test them, and then I decided to take it one step further than Dave and actually test for pesticides. Um, now, the reason for that is there is certain crops um, that are more uh, prone to sucking up pesticides or more prone to be sprayed. Mm. So, for example, if you're out and you're buying potatoes, it's better to get organic potatoes because potatoes are grown in the earth and they suck up the, the pesticides if there is any um, on them. Sure. Um, coffee is quite a heavily sprayed crop, um, generally, not, not all the time, obviously, if you're buying organic coffee. Um, but even with organic, they can use certain things, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that. Mm. Um, so I decided to test it for pesticides as well, just to take it that one step further. Um, and I wanted to give people a choice. So when you buy bottled water, obviously you know that you can drink the tap water. It's not going to kill you. Mm. But people choose bottled water because they don't want fluoride, they don't want chlorine. Um, you know, and it all adds up because mycotoxins are not only on coffee, they're on like grains like oats and wheat and barley and and bread, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just the cumulative effect. Um, so it's all about choice, just giving the consumers a choice that this has been tested. I can I can say that it's free of my well, you can never say anything's free, but to the mm-hmm. testing uh, levels that we go to, there was none detected. So, yeah. so it, it tends to show up as a as a headache. Would there be any other symptoms if you've had like kind of nasty coffee? <laughs> yeah, sort of like a, well, for me, it's um, can It's a bit like when you've got the flu or when you've got hay fever. You get that sort of cotton wool head. Yeah. Um, 
so some people, as I said, some people are more prone to it than others or more susceptible to it. Um, but, you know, if I had the choice of buying, of drinking bottled water and drinking tap water, I would always choose bottled water because I know that obviously if it's taken from a spring, hmm. it's generally a cleaner cleaner option. So, yeah. okay. so it's the same with the coffee, really. It's just um, personal choice. Yeah. And what does the testing process look like? Is it a whole procedure for you or is it pretty simple? Yeah, so I have to send, send a certain – there's a minimum quantity that I need to send off to the to the testing lab and they will grind it or I can send it ground to them. I generally just send them the beans and they grind, they smash it up. Mm-hmm. And they perform um, – so it's a separate test for the pesticides versus the mycotoxins. Um, so it's one suite of tests that will give you all of the mycotoxins that they test for. And there's another test. Um, they send it off to Germany, apparently, for the pesticide test. So that's a separate test. So, um, so yeah, it's quite a pricey thing. Um, mm. I do it per crop, um, obviously, because the roasting is going to be the same per crop. If it's grown under the same conditions for that crop, obviously, if it's a new crop, then I need to test again. So Yeah. And I noticed you put on your bags the <laughs> testing results of every single one, which is brilliant. Yeah, so I just wanted to make sure, and on the listing, um, you know, I I put the certificate there. Of so, there's no funny business going on. I'm not like trying to fool anyone. Yeah, yeah, no, hey all, there, all on the bag here. Yeah. Just a little interlude mid show. Today's show is also brought to you by Mrs. Organics. Mrs. Organics is a brand that has created some wonderful organic products for your skin. You know, what we put on our bodies is just as important as what we put in our mouths. Carol, the brand creator, has a whole host of different products for men and women. And personally, I'm getting stuck into the sleep band because it helps me drift off to the land of Nod just nicely. If you fancy treating yourself, today hop on over to mrsorganics.com now that is m-r-s-r-g-a-n-i-c-s.com and use the discount code karen10off at checkout and you'll get a direct link to that in my show notes as well um and coffee seems to pop up on the news every now and again generally in a positive light when we stick to having it you know in the first part of the day and don't go overboard with it do you know of any specific scientific studies in praise of coffee that we could talk about? Um, yeah, I I can't really pull out any specific ones, but what I would like to say is, I, um, so as I said before, like I, I never used to drink coffee because obviously back in the day the, the yeah. press was quite negative um, towards it. Um, but I do subscribe now to a health newsletter called Mark's Daily Apple. Oh, I know him well, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I really like Mark because Mark is not like an evangelist. He doesn't just uh, cherry pick yeah. um, his research. He will actually – so Mark's a, a paleo, like he follows this paleo sort of um, diet mm-hmm. um, and he's got into keto now as well. Yep. Um, but he will research something to death um, in order to see both sides of the coin. Um, and then after that, he'll make his decision. So he recently published um, his weekly newsletter and he said, look, I've never, I've never felling, found a compelling negative study um, against the health benefits of, of coffee. So, um, you know, obviously there might be small, small scale studies out there that might say one thing, but there's no like sort of compelling um, followed all the 
research guidelines type of thing, study mm. against coffee. And to the contrary, like it seems to be um, good for a lot of cancers like breast cancer, uh, liver and prostate cancer. Um, the other one that I'm most interested in is it's um, been shown to uh, limit cognitive decline like so all the alzheimer's dementia type stuff so um i think i mentioned before when we were talking like my my dad passed away this year from dementia so Mm -hmm. for me that's really um a a positive thing about coffee um and like you said as long as you don't go overboard like i only have two cups a day uh, and i stop it before lunchtime because because of the sleep thing mm-hmm. um i mean some people can go until two o'clock i have to have it up until about 12 yeah um but yeah it's just been shown to you know good for diabetes um uh, reduces your chance of stroke and just overall uh, mortality rates you know improved with coffee so i uh, think um i got that mark Sisson article as well and he said he he gave it up for a while didn't he and no, noticed mm. no benefits so he went back on it again <laughs> yeah i mean i did that as well i stopped because i thought um Dependent, I didn't realize, yeah sorry i didn't realize that i was getting hay fever over here because i'd not really suffered from hay fever in sydney because sure. in the city but now that we live out in the country, I was starting to, and I thought it was the coffee that was causing this. So I stopped um, and it didn't really make any difference at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so same, same sort of story. So Yeah. yeah. Um, like I always say, you've got to listen to your body. If you feel good and you feel cognitively alert, then I would stick with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, some people can't have caffeine. Yeah, um, that's fair. But, you know, there's all, always decaf coffees mm-hmm. funnily enough i can't drink decaf coffee i don't know it just sends me really? um sends my head a bit loopy so i don't know what it is about the caffeine there but i have to have it with the caffeine so. you don't do a decaf or you don't no i'd sell a decaf but oh. i um i love it like mm-hmm. i love the taste of okay, it yeah. but but i just can't drink it it makes me feel a bit uh weird yeah. basically oh. so I, I don't, it must be the caffeine in there that's helping to yeah multiply the benefits or something yeah, makes but, sense yeah. um you mentioned dave asprey so let's talk about bulletproof coffee the man mm. behind well i don't know he's not really the man behind it is he he's the man behind making it yeah. popular <laughs> he was the first one to sort of come up with the bullet well so you got bulletproof coffee is actually a noun and an adjective so the yeah. noun is is the is the coffee itself you know the one blended with the butter and the ghee and the, the adjective is the the, the tested coffee type mm-hmm. of thing so um so yeah he was the first guy to do the the noun sort of the bulletproof coffee with the ghee and the, yeah. the butter. um <laughs> i haven't had it haven't had it in a while but it can be i think it, is, it can be a great start to the day especially if you know you're not going to be eating until much later on or if you fancy a bit of a cognitive up leveling because you do well i do <laughs> notice a difference but when you say to someone about putting butter in their coffee, they're often repulsed. <laughs> but <laughs> is it probably because they visualize you just dumping a, a pat of butter in your coffee and seeing it just <laughs> the fat yeah. rise to the top? You've got to blend it and you've got to do it right. But for those that don't really know much about it, can you explain it, please? Yeah, sure. Um, so as I said, the basic recipe for the noun bulletproof coffee, the, the, co- the one that you blend with the ghee or the butter and the, mm-hmm. and the MCT oil, is um, obviously like 200, 300 mils of brewed coffee. So you can either do that in a 
a French press or um, you can do it in an espresso machine and just add a little bit of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you add a tablespoon. So the basic recipe is a tablespoon of grass-fed butter or ghee yep. and then a tablespoon of MCT oil. Um, now, the reason why it's three, these three ingredients mm-hmm. um, blended together is um, firstly, like you're trying to um, extend the caffeine hits. And what normally happens with, with coffee, um, if you can imagine like a sort of X and Y axis, your, your caffeine uh, with coffee, your caffeine hit goes straight up and then it drops back down and then it sort of peters out. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to tea, like tea sort of goes up and comes down a little bit and then sort of um, peters out. So with the butter and the ghee in there, firstly, you're sort of limiting, um, the, you're extending the caffeine hit. It's not sort of punching straight into your stomach. Sure. Um, and so the reason for the three ingredients, so the coffee is um, one of the, well, one of the highest um, antioxidants drinks that you can drink as well mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize this but it's got a lot of polyphenols which is like the stuff in um, green tea yep. uh, and in normal tea as well mm-hmm. um, so one of those polyphenols is chlorogenic acid um, now this acid or this polyphenol is one of the things that feeds your gut bacteria um, and what it does is it's quite selective in that the gut bacteria that it feeds are the ones that promote um, a lean and healthy physique. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the reason why you don't add milk to coffee, or why you shouldn't add milk to coffee if you want to, if you want to improve these antioxidants, is milk has casein in it, mm-hmm. and what casein does is it lowers the um, the absorption of those polyphenols yeah. in coffee, so the good ones that feed your gut bacteria. So that's the reason why you you put butter in there. So. So you put either grass-fed butter, which has a tiny amount of casein, or you can go, like, to the extreme and go for ghee, which has had all the casein taken out of it. Yeah. It doesn't really matter too much. I prefer grass-fed butter. I prefer Kerrygold mm-hmm. just because it's more creamy. Yeah. Um, ghee doesn't give you that sort of creamy texture. Mm-hmm. Um, so the re- And the other reason why you put the butter in there is that butter has um, butyric acid. So that sort of reduces inflammation in your gut, helps to heal your gut, inflammation in the brain. So it's another health benefit in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the MCT oil, so the last ingredient in there, the reason why you add that, um, you can use coconut oil, but MCT oil is like coconut oil on steroids. Yep, it's, yep. Um, so the one you're looking for in MCT, so M- coconut oil has got uh, a number of um, sort of, uh, what are they called? They're, they're like acids, like caprylic acid yes, uh-huh. and all these other ones. Um, MCT oil has got a higher level of the one, like the most beneficial one, which is C8. Yes. And it's also the one that doesn't taste disgusting. So some MCT oils, if they have a high level of C10, um, that's the one that tastes a little bit bitter and you get this sort of, uh, I don't know, a bit of a rank taste. Yeah. So if you're looking for MCT oils, you want to go for the ones that are the highest in the C8 type of, of, of acid. And what that does is it forces you, it's been shown to force you into a state of ketosis. So this ketosis or this ketogenic diet that people um, are now cottoning onto is where your brain um, burns ketones instead of glucose. 
yep. to function. So your brain has two types of fuels that it can use. It can use either glucose, which is its more preferred method, which comes from your food. So if you eat carbohydrates, you you um, produce glucose and it burns and it burns that for the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're in times of like fasting or you haven't eaten for a while, it'll dip into your reserve of ketones um, and it can quite happily function because obviously your body's whole role in life is to keep your brain functioning and, and the brain is probably one of the um, biggest uh, resource chewers um, out of all your organs. So mm-hmm. so what you're doing with the MCT or your um basically providing this CA, which it helps your body go into ketosis so that you can burn um, these ketones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps you become leaner um, and healthier in the long run. So, um, yeah, it's just it's it's a benefit of fasting as well. So, Do you practice fast, fasting much? I do, yeah. I mean, that was the other reason. So, like, I follow the Bulletproof coffee for for breakfast so i don't eat after dinner so mm-hmm. depending on the t- on the day of the week like i'll finish dinner about 6 37 o'clock at night mm-hmm. don't eat anything after that i get up in the morning i make a bulletproof coffee which is the coffee the mct or the butter i put a bit of um uh collagen protein in yep. as well mm-hmm. I've done that. Yep. Mm-hmm. um so as long as you don't go over 10 it's about 10 grams of carbs or and oh, sorry, ten grams of protein and mm-hmm. over three grams of carbs, then you still stay in this sort of fasted state. Yeah, that's good. Um, and the reason why I follow it is once again the Alzheimer's. Like it's been proven to, um, pre- well, not to prevent it, but it's another lifestyle factor that that weighs in your favour when it yeah. comes to, to getting it. Um, and the good thing about MCT oil, there's been there's been a few studies on actually giving it to people with Alzheimer's, and it actually has improved um, a large percentage, not all Alzheimer's people, but a large percentage of their um, cognitive abilities if they take MCT oil, mm-hmm. um, and also if they um, have this ketogenic diet where they're burning ketones. So. Yeah, I've read all those sort of studies. Yeah, super. Um, Super interesting. Yeah. So. Oh, so for me, that's, I mean, getting back to my dad, I've done these mm. sort of um, genetic tests and I've got one of the markers. Okay. So, so for me, it's all about, it's all about that. Really. Prevention. Yeah. Prevention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you be then keto on the side of that when you're fasting, then you go straight into high fat, low carb? No. So what I, I mean, the best recommendation is, as you say, when you come out of the fasting state, you should have a high, higher protein yeah. meal. Um, I don't really follow that. I'm a bit sort of, um, I don't know. I don't know. I like to sort of have a bit of balance um, yeah. and not deprive myself too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I really adore people that can live this sort of ketogenic lifestyle 20 two hours out of 24 hours of their day or whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just not viable. I'll, I'll do the fast up until lunchtime and then I'll just have a normal lunch. Yeah, a normal um, lunch, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not saying I'll have like chips and, yes. and or whatever, but I won't sort of um, go overboard and say, um, you know, I'll have a high-protein meal for lunch and then I'll have just protein for dinner Yeah. Um, because I actually like carbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, and it's just about moderation. If I deprived myself, I don't think I could do it. I wouldn't yeah. be able to last it out. 
I mean, you can read all these things, see all these reports, but at the end of the day, it has to come down to personal taste. <laughs> if you don't <laughs> like it, don't force it. <laughs> exactly. And if you're not going to follow it for, you know, like for me, it's uh, it's my, it's going to be the rest of my life that mm. I'm doing this fasting. But that said, I've changed recently on a Saturday and Sunday. I'll just have a normal breakfast. So yeah. I won't, I won't do the, the sort of fast on those two days. Yeah, it's your um, downtime <laughs> at the weekend. So you have whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't really because I couldn't stick it out because it's only like skipping breakfast really, which is sure. not, not a problem. Once you get into the swing, it's hard for the first few weeks, but once you get into it, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found my body was getting used to it on the other side. And I think you need to sort of shake it up a bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, shock it so that you go back into eating normally mm-hmm. for two days and then come back out again for five days. Like, you know, there's that five and two diet as well, isn't there? So, yes, exactly. Um, I think Mark Sisson said about being metabolically flexible. So that comes into mm. play there, you know. Can you yeah. handle more carbs one day and, and not so much the next? It's just uh, that's about working, your, working out your sweet spot that way. Yeah, and I think like you said, Karen, with um, just listening to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as your hormones aren't screwed up and you're not going through this um, sugar crash, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, pretty much your body knows when to eat and when not to eat and yeah. what to eat and to a, you know, to a varying degree. Yeah. Um, um, I read recently, have you heard of taking a, a coffee nap? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of this one. This is what, I mean, I don't know if I'd be able to time it right. This is where you have the coffee, then you go to sleep and... Yep basically you have that short-term nap but by the time you wake up the caffeine's kicked in exactly. and and you're you, you know that's the best way to get this power nap going for you yeah because i um, can't i can't sleep during the day and if i did i would feel like like horrible when i woke up again so this is supposed to stop that isn't it <laughs> yeah but i find with coffee it just goes straight like i i get a buzz straight away like yeah. literally two minutes after but I, then i drink a double espresso when i'm not <sighs> When I'm not having the um, the bullet, so my second coffee of the day is like a double espresso. So yeah, you would need to be literally a bite to fall asleep, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how they do it because it, well, unless that it takes longer for it to kick in for certain yeah. people. Um, but for me, it's bang straight away. So. Yeah. It's worth it. <laughs> I've never experimented with it. I think I would be concentrating too much to relax in order to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know how people can do it because yeah. um, you know. It takes you a little while to fall asleep as well, doesn't it? Sometimes. It does. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so to, to just change things up a bit, you have a free guide available for people on your website, haven't you? Yes, I and, do. And this do. involves fasting and coffee and all that good stuff. Can you explain a little bit more about what they'll find if they get that? Yeah, so it's um, split into three sections. So mm-hmm. the first section is all about intermittent fasting and the benefits of that and mm-hmm. um, why you should do it. Um, so just some more on that. I mean, it makes it makes logical sense to me that we should follow fasting because if you look back to, if you follow this sort of paleo mm-hmm. methodology, when we woke up back in the prehistoric days or, you know, the 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 longest part of our sort of history um we never had a fridge we never had food available straight away we would go you know from that night once we'd gorged out on something or found something to eat we would go from that night until we found something which could be like lunchtime or the next the next dinner time or whatever yeah. so our bodies have been adapted to to um have a have a break and you know there's 
without raving on about it. It's just basically like putting your body into like a downtime, like mm-hmm. like with IT systems when you have a downtime so that they can do maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when your body takes out the garbage, you know, takes out the waste, um, does all the things that are necessary. Um, because when you're digesting food, that takes up a lot of resources as well. So if you haven't got anything in your stomach, to digest um you know apart from like if you have a bulletproof coffee that's not going to take much to digest because it's only liquid and mm-hmm. a bit of fat but it it keeps you going until lunchtime sure. that's that's the idea behind you know having that as opposed to just fasting mm-hmm. um because it's terribly hard to just fast i've tried to do it <laughs> even without you know i've even with just a coffee it's pretty hard yeah how um, long how long have you gone do you know? Um, so I tried when I went um, when I went to Perth recently. I just did like two weeks where I didn't even put the oil and the mm-hmm. um, and the butter in there. I just had a coffee in the morning, and it was okay. But you do still feel a lot, uh, quite hungry by lunchtime. Yeah. Whereas if you add just a smidge of protein um, and the tablespoon of butter and ghee, I don't go for two. Like Dave says, you can up it to two tablespoons of butter and two of ghee. Oh, yeah, that's think, a lot. <laughs> I think that's a bit excessive. Um, yeah. so only ever stick to one one and then um, one sort of one level tablespoon of collagen protein. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel hungry at all now. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit hungry, you know, when you get to lunch, but that's how you should be, shouldn't you, before, yeah. you, before you eat a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first section. Sure. So, Sorry to rave on about that. No, no, my fault. I took um, you off track. <laughs> <laughs> the second section's about exercise. So going to like what I um, consider to, well, personally to be the best exercise, which is HIIT, like high intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that, it just fits into my lifestyle. Um, it's like getting the best bang for your buck, basically. Um, so I go into that and um, some tips and tricks on um, how to boost your human growth hormone with that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of the things that drops off as you age as well. Um, and then the last section is just about uh, reducing stress, um, so all of those types of things, getting a better sleep, um, reducing your stress levels, um, because if you're in a constant stressed-out state, mm. it's almost like being a, a type 2 diabetic, the mm-hmm. way your body reacts to food and all that. So. Mm-hmm. So, and it also affects your sleep and then, you know, you're not setting yourself up right for the next day. So, so yeah, that's, that's all available on the website. So that's um, a great, uh, great free resource for people. And I will link up to that in the show notes. No worries at all. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to keep you too much longer, Jamie. I finally, I ask everyone this question. If you could give our listeners one final thought for today, one Jamie nugget that they can incorporate <laughs> into their lives to build that better body, what would that be today? Okay, so I I think for me, and this is probably going to sound really crazy from someone that sells coffee, <laughs> but for me it's, um, it's getting a good night's sleep mm-hmm. because that's the foundation to everything. Um, so if your body's rested, and you wake up the next day um, compared to not rested, um, you'll, you'll, your body will just be functioning better, um, your hormones won't be all over the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know for some people they're going to be listening to this and going, well, you know, that I can't even, how can I even get a good night's sleep? I've got a baby or whatever. Yeah. But there are small things you can do, you know, just um, I've, I've read some quite 
good books uh, recently. One of them was Sleep Smarter. Um, mm, Sean Stevenson? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. So that was awesome. I mean, I picked up a load of tips on that. Um, yeah. So, you know, just little stupid things like not looking at your phone or putting it onto night mode. Mm-hmm. And so you're not getting the blue light from your phone. Um you know, making sure that you go to bed, uh, you know, 15 or 20 minutes before you want to fall asleep or, you know, read in bed for a bit. Um, don't have your television on in your bedroom because your bedroom's for sleeping, not for watching television. Yep. Um, and it's, you know, keep making sure your room's cool. Like apparently it's meant to be about 16 or 17 degrees, would yeah. you believe, your room, to, yeah. for you to fall asleep, which we'd all know from the recent heat wave, like how hard it was to to get to sleep Um, so it's all cumulative things like taking magnesium spray Mm -hmm. before you go to bed Mm -hmm. um making sure you eat properly um alcohol is a bit of a killer um so making sure you stop drinking at least three hours before bedtime obviously this is not going to be possible all the time but you know as long as you aim to get five or six good nights uh sleep per week Um, I just think that's the foundation for everything. So if you can get that right, everything builds from that. So yeah, That's perfect. I always say, you know, you could have everything else dialed in, but if you're not sleeping, it all goes out the window. Yes. <laughs> it's yes, just yes. a stressor in itself. And mm. then, like you say about the hormones out of whack, you crave all the bad things and it's not your fault. It's your brain in survival mode, if you like. Yeah, it's just screaming out. I mean, you, you, you're screaming out to be fed like carbs because mm-hmm. you, you need to get through and your, your mm-hmm. brain's telling you to give it that energy. So, If somebody doesn't sleep, would you recommend a Bulletproof coffee in the morning to um, curb those cravings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've done, I've done the fasting on a good night's sleep and I've done it on a bad night's sleep and it, yeah. it is quite tough on a bad night's sleep. Yeah. Um, you do feel hungrier a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. than on a good, you know, or just a normal night's sleep. Um, but, yeah, I would still stick with it. If you can if you can prevent yourself from giving in to the, yeah. the cravings, it's better because then you're just going to bounce back and forth between, you know, exactly. having carbs, bouncing back down, wanting more carbs type of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, very cool. And then, Jimmy, where is the best place for people to connect with you on the web? And as I say, I know you're more uh, visible on Instagram right now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they can go to the website, which is just leancaffeine.co.uk, mm-hmm. um, and our Twitter and Instagram are leancaffeine with an underscore, so mm-hmm. an underscore at the end. Um, and they, people can email me directly at um, jamie at leancaffeine.co.uk. Perfect. Yeah, I will put all those links in the show notes. But thank you so much for talking to me today. That was awesome. I love talking about coffee. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Cheers. You're very welcome. Thank you so much, as always, for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, send them along to info at karmaclintock.co.uk. And if you want to support the show, you can head on over to karmaclintock.co.uk forward slash support. And it would be awesome if you could leave me an iTunes review as well. Thank you.